It's the Rando Banter Podcast. Stuff we're recording for the first time in the new studio that is not complete. Yes, I'm sitting in a very comfy chair. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's quite the difference from outside. Sure is. There's no cigar smoke, first of all. Um, there are, however, several 10 year olds in our pool at the moment. So we moved inside. <laughs> You probably want to specify, yeah, your daughter's birthday is as we're filming. Yeah. Uh, film, Happy birthday to my daughter, Emma. She, yeah, that did sound kind of uh, vague, huh? Yeah. That is a birthday party that um, will eventually probably move inside. So the second half of this episode might be recorded outside. Not that anyone cares but us. And then you'll have to be Larry the chef as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to do some burgers, some dogs. Uh, per Emma's request, some sausages. Okay. So. Cool. It's a good time of year to be outside. We're not frying it's, out it's, there. We're not frying, but it's pretty warm out there yeah. today. You know, it's been Florida beautiful though mm. lately. You know, let's not get into a Florida infomercial. I love, <laughs> yeah. I love doing that. That's I'm just excited. I'm sitting on. I have a couch to myself right now. You know, that's what a, a fat guy needs. You see, I'm I'm leaning. <laughs> we'll have Emma, uh, Megan take a picture at some point. Well, you have to specify it's not a couch. If if people saw the picture and they thought it was a couch, <laughs> they would say, "Larry, we got to talk, dude." Yeah, it's not a couch. That's true. It's it's more of like a love seat <laughs> that uh, also folds out as a bed. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's very comfortable. Yeah, as we were taught, we were worried about, or you were worried about, since you you know you're in the biz, mm. worried about an echo. A little bit. Can't really hear much of an I echo, if it. anything at all. So I can hear a little bit of one. The louder we are, sorry, I'm yelling at people. <laughs> but yeah, this is a nice setup and we'll probably get a lot of use out of it next week, I'm thinking, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Looking forward to having the mass holes down. We talked about last time they were going to be down, we would get a whole bunch of podcasts in and, you yeah, know. That felt through. Yeah, the weekend was about Aaron and, you know, everybody just kind of hanging out and being with each other. And so we didn't record any. We yep. were just lazy. Took a little break. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> It was it was worth it. It was fun. It was glad. It was it was awesome to have everybody everybody down and not have the responsibilities of all mm-hmm. right. Let's get in three podcasts yeah. now. You know, that was a good time. Yeah. So they're coming back down for a golf trip. So this should be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And we got Larry coming out for one at least one one round, maybe two. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna play Saturday. I got to work Thursday and Friday, so I'm out of those. I'm sorry. It did just be one because Sunday Emma has a cheer competition yeah. too. So. Yeah, my guess is after three three rounds, we're we may not even play Sunday either. But no, we'll see. I yeah. mean, they're coming down here for it. We saw the weather. We're watching the Patriots game. Uh, it was cold, <laughs> rainy, miserable. So that's yeah. what they're coming down from. Maybe, maybe maybe we'll be trying to fit four in. So you just to be outside, even if you don't do a fourth round of golf, just be outside, someplace with alcohol outdoors. There's several of those. Yep, that sounds like a plan. Several of those. You've been outside a lot lately. You were uh, what? Tell me about this cornhole tournament yesterday. Yeah, so my brother Tony and I, we actually played in one in July, which was scalding hot. Um, but yeah, gross. It was. Uh, it was at a brewery up in Tampa called Wolfhaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, really liked family owned. Uh, just opened up a year uh, about a year ago now. So we played in July. We ended up winning. It was actually a, a fun time. We had sixteen teams. Uh, and it was just kind of funny how how serious a few of these people take it. Oh, dude, I know exactly so, what you're talking about. You know, they show up in matching shirts with their nicknames on the back. Yeah. 
Uh, they're talking strategy the whole time. And, you know, the, the funny thing was, I think Tony plays a little bit in his neighborhood, like with the, with his uh, just neighbors and all. But that was probably the first time I played in a while. Now, he carries me, by the way. He's a much better player, much more consistent than I am. But um, so, yeah, we uh, came back yesterday to try and defend our defend the crown. As uh, Paul Revere's mustache ride, we stick with that. Whether it's a team <laughs> name for trivia or cor- when you when you have a team name and you're not prepared for it, like we just always revert back to that. Sure. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, yesterday we played, won our first four matches, and then we just hit the buzzsaw that was the winning team. Sure. So ended up losing to them in a in a close match, and it was a double elimination. So we actually met them in the finals again. So we won our way back to the finals. Beat them actually in the best, of, the first one of the best of three. And Ooh, then, so you got down to yeah. winner take all. So yeah, we got down to the winner take all, and couldn't couldn't bring it home. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know maybe let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. I, I would assume you were several beers deep at this point. Yeah, you know I, I took it relatively. All right, so it started at ten a.m. and the first rule is the first game you actually have to have a beer in your hand um, <laughs> while you're playing. <laughs> So, uh, you know, it's put on by a brewery. You got to. Yeah. Hey, so, uh, but yeah, by the time the championship came around, I was probably on number five or six, but I had, I had stuck with the light ones at least to that point. So over what time, what time would you say the finals was? Uh, finals probably two thirty, three o'clock. Oh, so you're pacing yourself. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Okay. And then after it ended, that's when I had another, then <laughs> you went I, to I got town. to the heavies. So. All right, I was assuming but, you may have lost because you were bombed, but I could be, I guess I'm wrong there. You got to admit, so Tony and Aaron, if you listen to uh, Tony's podcast uh, a few weeks back when he basically told the whole story of you guys growing up and how, you know, Aaron was the soldier and, and Tony was the president that Aaron was protecting yeah, yeah. and how Aaron is just good at everything. Tony has sneaky a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. good at a lot of shit, just, and you just don't realize it. Yeah. Have you have you ever been to an arcade with them at all? Yeah. So the um, the basketball game where yeah, there's like five basketballs. You you know you put your coins in or whatever whatever hell you do now. It releases the basketballs and then you have the the hoop that kind of comes at you and then goes away like that yeah. thing. He will put up high scores in that, and it, it'll take him like a, a round or two just to get the feel of it, and then he just goes off so it gets warmed up and then he's like so like you said he's sneaky good at some of those games that are out there you know cornhole Uh, i'm trying to think what other what other we actually did axe throwing not too long ago and he was sneaky good at that so he just figures out you know the the right the right release point because the the big thing with axe throwing is you also have to stick it in the board it's gonna stay so if it's not hitting correctly it's just bouncing off yeah we can hit the board that's fine but if it's not yeah if it's not staying there so um yeah, we did that a few weeks ago too. He kicked my ass in that, and um, so yeah, he's he's definitely that kind of more parlor games, I guess, or kind of sure. like, what, what would that be called? Yeah, a man um, shit. I think we're gonna call it. Yeah, although women do all that stuff too. So yeah, he plays darts too. I mean, he's pretty good at darts. Yeah, hand eye coordination. Yep, out thinking yeah. the competition. I bet he's so. good at pool too if he played it a lot. He is. Um, I think I may have him at pool, but. You owned a pool table. You should. Have. I owned a pool table that just doubled as a <laughs> farm farmhouse table that <laughs> we never played pool on. Fair so. enough. But what about you? What you been up to lately? 
Um, I mean, I, I honestly, I've been I've been boring lately. We've been upgrading the house and assembling you know, furniture. Assembling as I furniture. See. You you pulled up and you saw all the Christmas ornaments. Yeah out um so you know thanksgiving we had megan's parents over had a nice little quiet thanksgiving smoked the turkey in my opinion the best way to do it okay you know having that smoke on a boring bland protein makes all the difference in the world um so we did that was uh, that the only turkey you did or did you do one in the oven or just just the one smoked no we just did the one okay. it was just five of us and we did a 16 okay. pounder so there was turkey for, for a week after <laughs> yeah i was so sick of turkey by sunday um, <laughs> but so after that, yeah, we did that on Thanksgiving and then the rest of the weekend was like getting the Christmas stuff out, um, watching football. And then, you know, the next weekend, last weekend was basically putting furniture together and I live a boring life, folks. <laughs> so that's why we, yeah. <laughs> that's why we need guests because <laughs> right. I do the same thing. I live a boring life, yeah. but, uh, well, I guess, I mean, not to get too, too in the weeds here, smoking a turkey, how long does that take? Do you, is it a lot of work? Cause it, you with the smoker, it just kind of interests me because it doesn't seem like you spend a, a ton of time with it. You just kind of put it out there and just manage the heat. But so there the are, end result is amazing, you know? Yeah. There, there are so many levels to that question where, like, I don't have a $2,500, like, Traeger offset, you know, pellet feeder. I don't have any of that. I have a pit barrel cooker, which is essentially a, a, yeah. a vertical drum cooker. Um, Did you ask Santa for the Traeger? <laughs> no, I kind of like what I have, to yeah, be honest keep with it you. simple. Yeah, it is so disgustingly easy. And, you know, ribs come out perfect every time, and you just know you put them in. It... it the way it works is like the air filtration system. You set it based on your elevation above sea level. And then it just, if you do it right, you put the right amount of charcoal in, pre-light it, put the rest of it in, the unlit charcoal. Um, you can throw a couple of cubes of wood in there for smoke and mm. then throw the meat in there. It's going to cook between 275 and 300 just nonstop for like eight hours. Yep. As long as you're not messing with it, opening it, closing it, yep. and, and screwing with it a lot. So what we do with the turkey this year is I, I spatchcocked it, which you take the backbone out, lay it flat, and I cooked it on the grill grate. I didn't hang it. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> a couple of years ago, we hung it because the, the pit barrel cooker comes with a turkey hanging yeah. Uh, hook. Yeah. <laughs> that took like, and about the same size turkey, about 16 pounds. That took about six, seven hours. Okay. And I thought it was going to take like five. So we're like have, trying to plan to get everything mm -hmm. ready for like, it was like three o'clock and I was like, oh shit, we're, we're a good ways away. Yep. Don't fill up on the sides. <laughs> right, right. So this year, the spatchcocking was made it much, much faster, mm -hmm. much more of an even cook. It was, that's the way I'll do it anytime I use the smoker from now on. Nice. Um, that took about three hours and 15 minutes. It's not bad at all. Yeah. It was done, perfect, moist. Everybody loves that word, moist. <laughs> Moist turkey. <laughs> you know, I had a good seasoning, good rub on it. Uh, it was very much a, a grilled, barbecued, smoked turkey. It was delicious. Did so. you put any of the shit rub on it? <laughs> we used, uh, no, we used uh, Cosmo Q, Cosmo's okay, Q Dirty Bird. The same same rub I used on my ribs was spectacular on yeah, the turkey. Just, just for context, I actually bought Larry a set of um different what rubs and seasonings yeah and it was like chicken shit bullshit no shit special, special shit, shit good uh, shit good shit yeah so and it was like 
Big Cock Ranch, I think yeah, was big, the, big cock the ranch. company. Yeah. You find it on Amazon. They're actually it's a pretty good deal for the size of the seasoning, you know, the bottles you get. Yeah, so. it's like they're like sixteen ounce yeah, like so big shakers. A, good good little Christmas gift gift if you're kinda you know, running out of ideas. It's funny names, but to be honest with you, um like special shit, we were using that almost every time we made wings. Mm. You know, not in the smoker, but in just baking them. You know, put a little bit of that in like a big bowl with a little bit of flour and some oil, mm-hmm. toss the wings in it, yeah. put them on a cooking sheet, you know, 20 minutes, flip them 20 minutes, perfect wings. And they were, they tasted great. Nice. So <laughs> for, for cooking, something that's a funny with joke. Larry is going to be the next uh, podcast. Oh, sorry. I love the grill. No, no, man. it's all good. No, I'm, I'm asking the, the questions. And yeah. then um, I think the other thing just to get before we take off the subject, um, you actually smoke steaks too, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. They come out well. Is that do you like? I guess for your options, how do you, how does that fit in? Like the if I'm cooking a steak and it, the and power then, rankings of how to cook your steak. If someone says, "Hey, I want you to just make me the best steak you can," I'm going to sear it on a, a cast a iron pan, flat top, stove okay. top, yep. and then I'm going to put it in the oven and finish okay. it there huh. with a lot of butter, rosemary, garlic. And then kind okay. of based a little bit at the end. Okay. <clears throat> Second would be smoking it in the pit barrel. Because the pit barrel, either way, it's it's kind of a slow cook. You have the the medium. I like medium rare. So you mm-hmm. have the medium rare top to bottom. Yep. You know, you don't have like a big chunk of overcooked meat with yeah. some pink in the middle and then more yeah, overcooked meat. Layers, yeah. And uh, so it's top to bottom. What I like about the smoker is... You'd have to do a reverse sear with that, mm-hmm. but just that that little bit steak doesn't take smoke like most, like a poultry mm-hmm. would. So it's just a hint of smoke. Mm-hmm. So, but you can still put a nice any sort of beef rub on it and smoke it and get that little bit of smoke on it and have the same result. And then you just do the sear at the end. Cool. So a reverse sear, okay. if you will. But I would do I would do the. Uh, the cast iron pan in the oven first. Okay. What about you? You make a great steak. Uh, I I haven't really experimented experimented too much outside of the um the just a, just a Weber grill. Yeah. Um, but what we did just get so the purchase we did was the uh, the sous vide. So we're gonna try that, um, which essentially just circulates water around it until it gets to a certain temperature. So I think it takes an hour. You just let it sit there. Yeah. And, and let, it, let it do its work. You can't over... Like, you'd have to be a complete idiot to overcook it. Mm. Uh, you can set whatever, like you said, medium rare. I think it's like 155, 160, whatever it is. 125. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I'll burn the hell out of it. <laughs> That'll be well done. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you just put it in there for an hour, and then it comes out. And then actually, you, you do sear it on a cast iron pan. Or, or, or turn your like Blackstone on. Yep, Put exactly. it on high. Yep. Just do one, yeah, one minute on each side, and you're done. Yeah. The best way so. to do it, especially with those sous vide, you want to do like 30 seconds turn, 30 seconds turn, 30. That way you don't burning, and especially if you have like seasonings or rub on yeah. it, because they'll burn depending on how high you do it. You should when you're searing, obviously, you're as high as you can. Mm-hmm. So I like the 30, 30, 30, 30. Yep. And then pull it off and enjoy. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. Yep. Yeah, just got that this week, or just got the container this week with the. The grates, so you can separate them. So, nice. all ready to go. Hopefully, hopefully, sometime soon. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm ready to come over for steak. <laughs> Let <laughs> yeah, me know. You can do basically any, you know, any kind of meat in there. Doesn't yeah, have to be steak. I, oh yeah, yeah. 
but because I like pork chops too, but I suck at cooking pork chops on a grill. Like they're so easy to <clears> screw <throat> up. So that's another one. You need a cast iron pan, yep. and it's basically just four or five minutes on each side. Again, you put in butter with some thyme, garlic, whatever seasonings you like, and then baste them in the last minute or two. Get the yep. pork chops off. Beautiful. You need a cast iron pan. That's what we're going to buy you next. We're all going to okay. pull money this time and buy you a cast iron pan. I have so many cooking <laughs> things that I just don't know how to use. So uh, You know how to use them. You uh, just don't, uh, don't use them. I don't get enough practice, yeah. Right, exactly. A lot so, of man shit going on, man. We've been, yes. while, while we're doing all this cooking, sipping on some bourbon lately, you know. Yeah. I've kind of cigars. Yeah, smoking cigars. I've, I've backed off the beer a little bit lately, and I'll just do like a you know an ounce pour of bourbon instead. Just slowly sip on that. I have a new favorite. Yeah, we'll have to test that out. You sh- you need to test out actually yeah. my new favorite. I'm curious yeah. to know what you think of it, but it is wild turkey rare breed. Yeah, and you said it's you do it side by side, and you've been it's been kicking yeah. everybody's ass. Yeah. So you know, on the way to the top of your power rank, with the exception of maybe uh, Jack Daniel's single barrel barrel proof, so unapologetically strong and in your face. Yeah, I mean, but at 130 proof, it it should be. So yeah, you you recently getting me to test out some of these. Like I, I like bourbon, but I kind of realized I was drinking some of the more lighter <laughs> versions of it. You know the the 80 proof, 90 proof, and yeah. then you you introduced a couple that were a lot heavier hitters than that. Yeah, yeah. And so, there's so much more taste. And uh, do you want to tell the story of how you introduced me to one? <laughs> and then I yes, I'll <laughs> tell that story. But first, what, for those of you who don't know. Um, so when you're aging a bourbon, it has to go in, and I forget exactly what it is, but it has to go in at a certain proof, which is like 110 or 120, or I forget what it was. And then it'll come out of the barrel, depending on what it went in at, at, you know, like, so the wild turkey rear breed comes out of the barrel at 116 proof. So it's basically a single barrel barrel proof is what those are. Um a lot of like Jack Daniels and a lot of the ones that just are making an 80 proof or a 90 proof or, or whatever, 101 proof, like Wild Turkey 101, they just add whatever the measurement of water is to, they're basically Dilute, watering yeah. it down to the certain proof that they want. So I prefer ones that aren't watered down that are full flavored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, several weeks ago, we were going to record a podcast and, and Duff came down and I was like, hey, let's do a, let's do a blind bourbon tasting. And so I pour him a bourbon. We're sitting outside. We try it. Obviously, we, we both like it. It's a really good bourbon. And it's Old Forester 1920. Now, it's another one, 115 proof. Nice little heavy hitter. Mm. Now, you got to remember, too, like an ounce and a half pour of a, of a whiskey is equivalent to the alcohol content in a, like, 6 8% beer. So it's not like we're just, you know... <laughs> Going crazy, yeah, drinking just bottles of whiskey. drinking bottles of whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> ounce, ounce and a half at a time, small pours, and it's equivalent to the as if you were drinking. <laughs> like we don't, we don't have a problem. As if you were drinking a six. <laughs> well, some people when I say, well, I've backed off beer yeah. and I've just been doing pours of bourbon, they're like, oh my god. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, it's the same alcohol, yeah. you know. And I do drink water in between to stay hydrated, so it's not, you know, I'm drinking the water separately than the alcohol portion of it. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I'm having the good taste. And then the water separate. And clean the palate. Yep. Exactly. So um, for people who don't understand that, I just wanted to make that clear. Um, and then so, what was it? A week or two ago, you text me and you're like, hey, 
<laughs> have you ever tried Old Forester 1920? And I sent like a laugh. I thought you were just, I don't know, like a joke was coming. Yeah. But <laughs> it wasn't a joke. You were, you were serious because I guess you had forgotten. I did show him after we did the blind what it was. Um, but you, you I, I, I don't think I recognized the bottle is what it was. So then when I went to the store and I saw it, I'm like, oh, I remember reading a few things about how good this is. And then, like I said, Larry's been introducing me to some more of the heavier hidden bourbon. So I'm looking at it going, all right, 115 or 115 proof. And I'm going, that ah, looks like a good one. And I think I've heard of this. So I bought it, brought it home. I don't know if you showed me the bottle or you just told me what it was. No, I brought it out. Yeah. Well, it was probably. almost almost empty. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I probably just didn't recognize the bottle as it being the same one. In your defense, the label on the bottle that you bought and the label on the bottle that I had are different. Okay. All right. The new, the, they did. I appreciate update. you making excuses they, for me. No, it's either. a true story. They did update the packaging. Okay. So I had a bottle that was probably a year and a half old. Okay. The newer ones now are a little different. Okay. So. Either way, it's pretty solid. So I'm looking forward oh, to yeah. the, the rare, rare breed. But. Rare breed. One of my favorites, and I did a side by side of 1920 and rare breed, and I liked rare breed, rare breed a little bit more. Not rare bleed, rare breed. <laughs> you go back to the cooking of the steaks, of rare bleeds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rare bleed is good with steak, not with bourbon. Not with bourbon. Well, keeping up with the man shit. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to talk about next? Football. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, it's on my list. You know, or the, the lack of football. Yeah. For the team that we root for? Well, I've never gotten to this point with a football team because in my... Like, I did start watching football back in when I was like 10 years old. About how old Emma turned today. Happy birthday, Emma. But, you know, 1994. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe. Um, I remember a year, I think they started... The Patriots actually started like... It was like 1-11 or 0-12. And then they won like their last four games. So I do remember that as a kid. Okay. That could have been 91, 92, but I wasn't like watching steadily. I would mm -hmm. just kind of watch. Yeah, because they did get Bledsoe number one overall. Was that 1993? Yeah. I, I believe it was before him. Yeah. And that was, I mean, they had to be really bad to get the number one overall pick. Right. And it might have been that so, year. And I think I remember some of that team, like he... Hugh Millen was on it or something like that. I think he was the quarterback. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was rough times. Right, and that's it, the last time we've seen kind of what we're seeing now. So, I'm trying to get an update on the score as we're you good. And and my point was, I've never oh, gotten God. to a point in a season with the Patriots where you're so frustrated and angry, and then that gives way to. No, just keep losing. Mm -hmm. Which they did. <laughs> and they did and they do. Six nothing. That's what it ended at? That's what it ended at. It's disgusting. <laughs> just, just all new lows every week, it just seems. Yeah. I have Justin Her Herbert on a couple of my fantasy teams, and I have Austin Eckler in our Dynasty League. So if they're going to lose, can they not lose 49 nothing? <laughs> I mean, come on, six to nothing? Yeah. And the weather wasn't great. No, it was raining the whole time. But what kills me about the Patriots is their defense is good. Like, even with injuries. Even with the offense not staying on the field for a, a sustained drive. Right. The defense gets put in a yeah. lot of bad situations. And that's why there have been a few games that they've kind of gotten blown out in. But it's because they're getting, you know, turnover after turnover yeah. after turnover yeah. where they're, you know, put at the 25-yard line. The team, you know. 
And they're doing it without Juden and Gonzalez. Right? Yeah, Judon Gonzalez. That's what I mean. Like even with injuries, the two best players are not on it. Yeah, yeah, the defense is there. And today, Barrymore didn't play. Yeah, so and they only gave up six points <laughs> to a, a, to Justin what should Herbert. be a, a high flying offense. Right. right. So that off the defense is good. They just. I put a Facebook post out. I know you don't go on Facebook all that much, but I posted on Facebook. I'm just fucking done watching Mac Jones play football. I'm done. Well, I think Belichick is too. I think everyone <laughs> is. And he is, in my opinion, the problem with that team. They have, believe it, I mean, they have Juju Smith-Schuster. They have, granted, Bourne's injured right now. They have Kendrick Bourne. They have good receivers. They have two really good receiving tight ends in Gasicki and, and uh, Hunter. Hunter Henry. Yep. Hunter Henry. So uh, they have two good running backs. The offensive well, line <laughs> after today probably won't. They have one good running back now, <laughs> but they you know they had yep. two. The O line, believe it or not, hasn't played great, but hasn't been historically bad by any means. So what's the problem here? Yep. The turnovers by the guy who touches the ball every play. And <laughs> granted, Bailey Zappi is no better. So I don't know how many times he turned the ball over today, but they didn't score any points. I'd love to see for the rest of the season, if I'm running that team, forget those two guys. <laughs> give me Malik Cunningham. Let's let him run around and have defenses chase him around and, and see what he is as an NFL player. See if he can play quarterback. You have nothing to lose. What are you going to fall out of last place? I mean, where was he out of again? I don't. Know. I don't mean to get choked up. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have the beer to, went down the wrong pipe. Whoops. <laughs> you'd have to. You'd have to Google him. I don't know where he went, but he was undrafted, and he, I believe, at the time signed the highest undrafted free agent contract like in history. Yeah, I mean, he showed some flashes like, in the preseason. So right, but it's a completely different offense and. You know, for what he's set up for versus right, but yeah. as of right now, when you score zero points, I don't think you have a, an offense that's set up anyway. So yeah, but again, it's it's turnovers and they're injured too now. Like like I said, Kendrick Bourne's out. They lost Stevenson today. Yeah. He's probably done for the year. He couldn't even put weight on his ankle. Yeah, look bad. You know? Yeah, it got rolled up. So I mean, do you think? I'm trying to think if we even talked about this so the last. Last podcast or something. But do you think this is it for Belichick? Is it kind of like uh, between him and Kraft, hey, get to the end of the year? Like, I don't think you can give Belichick a new – you can't give him a first or a second overall pick if he doesn't have a leash. You know what I mean? Like, to me, I don't think he has another year. And how do you put the confidence in him to make that pick? Yeah. Because it, from what I've seen from the the drafts, the, the um, they're speculating that it's Caleb Williams. So there's a lot of good talent out there this year. I mean, to me, it's almost like you got to find that new coach and just say, "Hey, this is this is your pick." And you know, like I said, the rest of the rest of the team seems to be there, or at least close to be competitive. Yeah. I mean, aside from a few blowouts, they've been competitive, right? So yeah, yeah, they could have they could have beaten the Eagles, they could have beaten the Raiders, they could have beaten. Is it Miami? Miami was one of the was yeah. a one score game. I mean, that was all earlier in the they season. They could have beaten the Colts. But, yeah. They could have beaten whoever they played last yeah. week. They could oh, they're have finding ways to lose. This they, they only gave up six points and lost this week. I mean, yeah, they could have won games. Yeah. And cool. I think that was also in within that post that I you know answering people's comments is like they could have been 
going into last week five and five or better. You know, and they were they have two wins. So, yeah. I. What's really the point, right? You know? Yeah, start losing. At this point, just lose. But to answer your question about Belichick, I agree with you on he should not be selecting your first-round pick mm-hmm. this coming year. Um, Man, it's so hard for me to say, yeah, he's he should be done. Let's get rid of him. Let's just blow it up and start over. Because they have a solid young defense. Solid young defense. You need somebody, um, you need to draft somebody, I don't mean one or two overall, but you need to draft somebody kind of as Judon's replacement. As he's, I, I believe he's I only he's signed gonna, through one yeah, more year. Same. So you need to fill that spot. But next year, I mean, they're, they're going to have a great defense next year if they can stay healthy. You know, because you're going to have Gonzalez will be back. Pair him with J.C. Jackson. You know, you'll have uh, Bryant, who's would, would just move to nickel instead of starting. So they're they're a good football team. They just need a quarterback. Uh, you know, and yep. and I don't think Belichick. I, I don't want him to be the guy to pick it, but I also do want him to be the guy to coach the team. I still yeah, am not like, like we talked it. about. He's not going to release the the reins as a GM. So yeah, right. I it's agree. it's it's a all or nothing. It's all or nothing. So, um, and he's going to go to a team that will will give him that. You yeah. know, and I know a lot of people will say it was all Brady. It was all Brady, and it was all those guys. But I do think he's on the right to have this yeah. choice whether he leaves this yeah. at the end of the season or not. Now, look, next year, if they don't make the playoffs again, okay, fine. You're on, like, what, three years in a row, no playoffs, and a one-and-done the year before yeah, that. an embarrassment, one-and-done. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. How do you feel about that, this? I, I don't feel giving it another year. I, I think it just it, – it was kind of the same thing with Brady. Like, you know there's a – the Band-Aid needs to be ripped off, and I think this is just the year to do it. You know, who knows? Maybe they can trade him and get a freaking pick for him. Who knows? You know, I'm not, it's kind of weird to think, but it's, no, it is no. a possibility. Like Washington needs a coach, right? Or not yet, but that's how they got him was nice. a trade. So, I mean, Carolina, right? I mean, they're predicting a ton of coaching vacancies this mm. year. So to who, me, this could be the good year to say, listen, how long are you going to keep them anyways? Like, what if they do a halfway decent next year? Then you go, all right, let's, let's, do another three years yeah. of rebuild. Like, what if they're know? nine and eight next year? Yeah, like it's Ugh. so it's almost like you got to kind of move on and just say, like, would I have loved to keep Brady another year or two? Yeah, but it seemed like the the fractures were there in the relationship. Yeah, and um, you know, quarterbacks don't last as long as coaches can. Sure, and so it was good. I mean, it worked out well for him. Didn't work so out, out so well for the Pats, but. <sighs> But you also got the feeling that that last game that that, that Brady lost, like you just you could kind of see he was done in New England. I don't know if that, yeah. I don't know if you saw the same thing, but yeah, I kind of saw that. Like he's like, I don't think he wants to be here anymore. I don't even think it was he didn't want to be. It was done. I think he was done with playing for Belichick. Yeah, I agree. So I mean, had Belichick retired after that season, I think Brady stays. Mm. You know, I don't think he was ever like seeking leaving New England. So, mm. Um. 
Just a weird year for quarterbacks, too. I mean, it, we got Joe Flacco, who was sitting on his couch two weeks ago. This was <laughs> starting today. Yeah, that's true. I mean, with with all the injuries, I, I forget the list I saw, but like the starting quarterbacks are out there. It's <laughs> it's ugly. How do you feel about Caleb Williams? Honestly, I haven't watched college football closely enough to. I don't know if I like his style. It doesn't seem to fit New England. But I've also I don't know what the other guys are. Like was it Derek May is from Carolina? Carolina. Uh, I, I just don't know. I, I don't watch college close enough to to have any sort of say in that. I mean, I, they need somebody that that can kind of step in and be impactful right away. I mean, if you're picking in the top three and you're picking a quarterback, that better be the case. As we're looking this year, look, you got Bryce Young, who's not playing that well. Mm-hmm. His coach is already fired, so that doesn't help. Right. But then you get C.J. Stroud, who is playing well with – Without really having a lot of weapons either, so it's yeah. He actually does have a pretty good young team around him. They've done a really good job. Mm-hmm. Nick Casario, former Patriot, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't big GM. names. I guess that's. I think that's the case. Right. They're not, they're they not big names, they, but they're he founded Belichick type yeah. guys that are scrappy and football yep. smart. And you know, he's doing. He's out Belichicking Belichick and picking players. You know, that's why their mm-hmm. drafts ever since Casario has gone to Houston, their drafts have sucked. You know, yep. so honestly, here's what's going to happen. If Belichick does somehow stay, I think he is going to trade the pick and get a fucking haul. I honestly think that's what happens. Um, and then they'll have to find now. I don't know what the name is. So I, I hate when people throw out a scenario, but can't back it up with, uh, OK, well, give me mm-hmm. an example. But I'm going to do that right now. Okay. <laughs> there, I, I think they go after a veteran quarterback. Somebody who can mm-hmm. potentially come in, win now for a couple of years. Be kind of a bridge. Yeah, to then I'll retire after this guy's done. You know, mm-hmm. I'll see my team through. We'll be a playoff team next year, potentially. And I think that if Bel- if they give Belichick the opportunity to stick around, come, what do they call it, Black Monday when they fire all the coaches, yeah. if he's yeah. let go then, well, then we'll know. A new guy's coming in, and you know whoever that is is taking yeah, high, Caleb highest, Williams yeah. or or May at one or two or wherever they end up. So um, I hope Carolina goes on a, a streak and, and wins mm-hmm. a couple games, and the Patriots get the number one overall pick. But do you know it's not even Carolina's pick? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, Chicago. it's Chicago. That's what I mean. That's like, crazy. That's what I mean. Like let them. But get, that's the hall like you're talking about. That if if the offer's out there. Because sometimes you can move down just a little bit and get a haul. Yeah. You know what I mean? Move from, let's just say, one to three two to or, five, yeah. or yeah, one to four, whatever, and still get a quality player there, but also get multiple draft picks behind it for just moving down two or three spots. The Celtics did the exact yeah. same thing a few years ago. They had the number one yeah, overall Markel pick. Fultz, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Fultz was going to be the number one pick. They moved back two spots to three. You got Tatum and Brown, right? They drafted Tatum, yeah. I mean, it's still your thunder. That's the only NBA basketball knowledge I know. Hey, that's fine <laughs> with me. But they got, you know, uh, the, the, the first-round pick the next year and, like, Granted, second round picks in the NBA, whatever, mm-hmm. but a couple of second round picks to move back from one to three. Yeah, and they got a first round pick the next year, yeah. and then a couple other. We don't even want this guy. And they got Jason Tatum, yeah. the by far the better player. Yep, like it wasn't even close. So if you look back at that draft, he was better than one. I don't even remember who two was, mm-hmm. but he was better than him too. I think it was uh, Lonzo Ball. Oh, really? He went that high? Wow. I think yeah. Oh yeah. I think he was. I think he was number two, and then. 
Tatum went three. And they had taken Jalen Brown with one of those uh, Brooklyn Nets picks mm-hmm. oh, the, the year before. That that was another haul too. Oh, yeah. Just trading away all broken down players for what all they broken did. down old players. I mean that's kind of in our dynasty league what Ty did with me. You know he traded me, but but it had the opposite outcome. I traded him a lot of young players, and he gave me Kamara, Dak Prescott, and um, Devonte Adams. So you were right. Lonzo Ball was number two. Tatum yeah. was number three. Yeah. And Fultz was. Fultz, number Mark one overall. So, it, just interesting. You, you never but, know. But yeah. that, the Patriots, you're right. The Patriots could do something like that. If they have the first or second pick, back up three, four, five selections. If they're not going to take one of those quarterbacks, especially if Belichick's there and they're going to go after a veteran or try to trade for a veteran or something like that. And then you end up with maybe Judon's replacement, mm-hmm. whatever, whoever the top mm-hmm. pass rusher, edge rusher is coming out that year or – we just see how important it is for a game breaker to be yeah. on that side of the ball. Or you trade out again from like six down to 12, yeah. you know, I've seen, you know, and then take <laughs> yeah. another yeah. handful of picks. I mean, it, it, and I think Belichick has shown that it depends on the strength of the draft where he's going right. to end up going. If it's a deep draft, then yeah, he's going to keep He'll trading down. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see. I, they're probably not going to win another game the rest of the year. They're going to go two and 15, you know, <laughs> Just sick to say. I think I had them. I don't know when we did the oh, yes. right around the beginning of the season. I think I had them either eight and nine or nine and eight. Yep. And I think I was one win. I think you were eight and nine. I was nine and eight. Okay. So yeah, take that all the way to the bank. Didn't work out. Um, I mean, our Super Bowl picks too. That didn't really work out because I think we both had Cincinnati in the Super Bowl, didn't we? Yep. Against Cincinnati and San Fran. I forget. Did you have the? I don't think you did have the Eagles, but I don't remember. We have to go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, nothing's panning out on that. Is no. it worse than Larose's bets? <laughs> we got to have Larose take an edible on the way down again. <laughs> I was like, let's redo that trip from a couple trips ago. He actually said that was a one-time thing. <laughs> let's make just it a two-time see, thing. Let's just want to see what happens. Let's just see how it goes. I'm supposed to golf with him like as soon as he lands. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be even better. So yeah, edible, maybe edible, a, edible golf with the rose. Maybe a lower uh, dosage. Yeah, well, not not a. Well, yeah, he took a dosage I could kill a horse. Was it a hundred milligram? Uh, I don't know. THC <laughs> gummy he took. Oh no, they did the chocolate bars, right? That's what they were doing. I don't know. We'll we'll have to we'll have to see what we can work up there. Whoops. It was kind of like that goofy kid in Super Troopers that has to eat all the drugs when <laughs> yeah. when they get pulled over. Pull over. He can't pull over any further. <laughs> uh, shit. You are freaking out, man. <laughs> man, man. <laughs> we have the echo. We could have used it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to say it loud. We've been trying, well, at least me, I've been trying to keep it down a little bit so that the echo's not too bad. Yeah, I can't notice it, but I know you You got a different type of ear than I do. Yeah, it's, it's faint, but it's definitely there. You'll probably hear it when you listen back, if you listen back. I do. Okay. There are some I don't. There are some I don't. I mean, because you think about it, I we record. Oh, well, you, it, and you, are, it, you edit it. as well. Yeah. So I do like to listen and just make sure it came out how I thought it would. But mm-hmm. um, well, while we were still on football, we started to get a little bit on college. I figured I'd ask you this because this was the okay. We're we're t- 
taping this on Sunday, the day that the college football playoffs were decided. So just a couple hours ago, it came out that Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama are the four teams. Notice that there's one team missing. So that is really pissed off a lot of Seminole fans down here yeah. in Florida. Undefeated. Which I think is for good reason. Sure. I mean, so I, I don't know the, the selection committee's processes. But I will say this. They earned themselves a spot in the top four. Mm-hmm. They're undefeated. They beat everybody on their schedule. A couple weeks ago, gruesome injury, lost their starting quarterback. Are they a top four football team now? No. Absolutely And that's not. a fair statement. But I think if somebody... But they earned their way in. Yeah, th- th- I agree. Uh, the other side of that is Georgia lost to Alabama on a neutral site. I guess it, maybe it was at the Georgia Dome. Maybe it, it's not necessarily a neutral site. Yeah. They lost by three points, but all season they've essentially dominated. So to say they're not a top four team kind of counteracts the argument that, you know, Florida State, you know, isn't a top four team. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like Florida State earned it. But understood, as their roster is right now, without their without their one QB, they're probably not the top four team. Right. But to say Georgia's not a top four team, in my opinion, is not a not a fair assessment either. Yeah. And Alabama is is in, and and granted, they've played a lot better as of late. Uh, mentioned, like you said, beating Georgia. But I mean, I watched them play earlier this year. They got mm-hmm. blown out by Texas. Then came the USF. And played him at Raymond James Stadium and could barely move the ball. You know, they yep. won by like 10 points in the end, a couple scores in, the, in late in the game, but they did not look yeah. good no, early and on. That's, and season. that's a, and hey, my alma mater, but they they have not looked good in years. Thank God they actually got to, I think they were six and six this year, but. Okay, 500. They, they've, no, they, I think they've averaged two or three wins a year. And that is with two or three cupcakes on their schedule, too. So. <laughs> right. Uh, no, it's good. At least our coach seems to be getting a little bit better. But to be that competitive or for Alabama to not be able to just throttle yeah. USF, to me, that says a lot. Yeah, They didn't even know who their quarterback was going to be in that game. Yeah. I don't know about you. I, I watch a little bit of college football, but I don't get too invested in it. But with something like this, it's it's like, do you just think it's about the money at all? Like, I mean, Texas, big money. New coach, you know, I, I don't know how long Sarkeesian's been there, but to me, it's like they wanted Texas to be in there and they wanted Alabama to be in there. Actually, the funny thing was this morning they had the All-State College Playoff Predictor. Mm-hmm. So Michigan was a shoe in They were in. Yeah. Washington, essentially 99%. Florida State, 97% wow. to be in there. And they're not in there. And then the two others, I think it was Texas was... 52 Alabama was 47 or vice versa, whatever it was like, those were the other two. So I just kind of laughed just going, all right, this is almost kind of a, <laughs> a foregone conclusion. Out. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, whatever their process is, it's, I think that next year they're going to 12. 
I mean, there's always going to be the argument, but then now you're talking about two and two lost teams that are yeah. having the argument instead of undefeated teams having an argument, right? Which to me is insanity, right? So they're going to twelve. So how? What are they going to do? Like a, a, the first four, get first buys. four, yep. like the major conference winners get buys. Uh, I think just the top four get buys, but okay. I mean, I, I can't like. All the movement in the conferences pisses me off, too. It's like, just freaking pick a lane, stick with it. Like, the Pac-12 is going away, right? There's only, like, two yeah. or three teams left. Right. You know, hey, maybe USF could be a Pac-12 team. Just reinvent the conference <laughs> with a... <laughs> Move it out east. Florida that goes to the Pac-12. Um, so, no, it's just got to, like, it's almost like, all right, just figure out something and just go with it. Like, yeah. all this movement is is crazy. You know, the... The other one, uh, the Bedlam, I don't know, like that that was always cool to watch. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, you know, that, that rivalry is 100 years old. It's going away mm. because they're splitting conferences. <laughs> so that that kind of sucks about that. You know, it just seems like it's now, now you throw away the history of everything for money. So it, it's yeah. kind of like you just look back, it's like, this is just a business. The transfer portals, everybody changes up, you know. So I kind of like the it, transfer portal. But I, I, again, the conference changing and realigning and eliminating conferences—that is, that you're you're right on that. All the all the rivalry games and all that stuff, all that history is essentially just getting thrown yeah. away. I, in the transfer portal, I think there's a good way to do it, and then there's a way that it just seems like people can just keep changing in and out year after year. That that to me is a little just annoying. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, well, you know, there's there's a difference between going to a college. Maybe thinking you're going to be a, a you know a certain level of w- starter or, or whatever, and then somebody else gets in front of you and you're like, all right, hey, let me let me make one more choice. I think that should be what it is. Mm. Let me let me let me go one more place. But nope. to just have them constantly just you know stepping stones, you're supposed to be there for school. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, right. So or you just call it what it is. Like, hey, it's minor leagues. So, but the NCAA would tell you they're not a farm system for the NFL. <laughs> but they are okay. Yeah, but they're not. So, with you not being a big college football fan, like what made you bring up this FSU thing? Well, we actually have had a couple podcast guests that are well. One's a graduate from FSU, Austin. Oh, okay. Um, don't think you have the harp ready, but Phil, Phil's. Oh. A, I think he went there. I'm not 100. percent Which one is his now? I don't even remember. Is it this? <laughs> there you go. There it is. That's so, the first time this season. Diehard Phil, uh, diehard Phil fan, uh, diehard <laughs> FSU fan. Nobody's a diehard Phil fan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, Ben as well. He didn't go there, but he like if he roots for a college football team, him uh, he actually went up to Tallahassee with Phil the, when uh, Travis got injured. Okay. So they, I mean, just really invested in the team all this year. I mean, it's the first time I, I think they've won in a while the the conference championship and just. It, you know, so that's kind of why I bring it up, just because it's it's been close, been part of the you know the friends conversation, and you know just have it kind of ripped from them. And yeah. I don't think they have necessarily delusions of grandeur that this was going to be a Cinderella championship winning season, losing the quarterback the way they did. Right. But still, it's just kind of like a, a punch in the gut, going, "All right, hey, you guys have been killing it all year. Yeah, we earned this. We're undefeated, and now you're not even going to let us in because yeah, this guy got hurt. You won a conference championship. Actually, one of the things they said today was Louisville was actually one of the best offenses in the country, and then they shut them down. You know, so um, 
to me, it, it should have been earned, and that, that, so that's the only reason. Like I said, don't watch enough to really have a an intelligent comment on this whole thing, but just seeing it closely with that, and I I really do feel bad because um, me just kind of like I don't really talk shit, but I just kind of needle and just make jokes, um, you know, in the group texts. Yeah. So there was um, I wasn't watching the FSU game that uh, Ben and Phil had went up to in Tallahassee, but it was like the North Alabama, whatever the hell it was. And I just kind of checked the score sometime in the third quarter or something like that. And it was like 17 to three or something. And I just went, wow, you guys are playing pretty shitty today, huh? Or something like that. Or, um, and yeah, Ben's quick response was just like, dude, first quarterback went down with an injury. So like, it was like, you could just tell probably the air was just let out of the stadium, um, being there. And I don't know. Have you ever been up to Tallahassee at all? No. So yeah, watching. Um, I'm trying to think if I've been there for multiple games. I, I've been at least up there for one game. It is so damn cool to go in the Doak Campbell and. Oh, uh, sure. I mean, just the energy that's there. Um, I've never been to a college football game, any level, BC even, which I would no, have back in the day. Like, yeah. You know. I I think it's a cool like I've only been to a few. Um, other stadiums like and when usf was really good back in the late 2000s you know seeing some of those games it was pretty electric but going to like some of these sec schools or the mm. you know florida state you know i went up to notre dame too so it's it's a completely different feel yeah. um to me especially than nfl games too but yeah i love watching them on tv and just you can hear the crowd like yeah. they're always into it like full throttle all game you know unless their team's getting blown out you know but yeah it's it's always a fun atmosphere yeah, yeah. so that maybe that's something uh you know there there's a decent amount around here or at least in you know somewhat in driving distance Gainesville's oh. a pain in the ass you don't want to go early in the year it is it is a sauna in Gainesville yeah no um so that's one of the things I'll, I'll be honest with you I could have gone to the USF Alabama game but I passed because it was a thousand degrees. Yeah, it's tough. Also, the first half of the season is really tough. We've talked about me going to Fenway Park, mm -hmm. and <laughs> I'm just way too big for I, any of that. I'm kind of laughing because now that I think of it, um, I don't know how bad Doke was in tally, but um, Gainesville bleachers, numbered bleachers, gross, uh, and it's probably like <laughs> eleven inches. Yes, yeah, it's like a subway sub. I'd be half uh, of me. Yeah, and, and Notre Dame was pretty similar, but I think there were wood bleachers where we were at. So um, I would buy. I would just buy two numbers. Yeah. So what what <laughs> they do is they you know those um, what it's like a cushion that has a back. You know, it, it's like a little metal cushion. It folds up. It's pretty tiny, mm -hmm. but they actually put those in certain spots. Like you can, I don't know if you, you have, have to buy it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that's probably the only way that things are halfway comfortable. But again, you know those seats. You know the size of them. They're, they're about the size of a textbook. Yeah. Um, so if I was 100 pounds less, I'd go to a lot more games. I'll be honest. I'll put that out there. Yeah. But Ra Raymond James is a lot different. NFL stadium, which in a few years, USF's going to have their own stadium. But yeah. for I, now, no. I, I fit at Ray J. Like, yeah. My, my only issue, it's kind of like. My arms are the only problem. So when I go with Megan or Emma, I just put my arm behind one of them, and I fit perfectly there. 
the seats are wide enough. They're yeah. comfortable enough. Yep. Like I can, I have enough knee room. Even well, that's because the stadium was built in the nineties, right? And not the eighteen hundreds. I mean, yeah, Gainesville. <laughs> Gainesville's been around probably I don't know nineteen forties. I don't know about yeah. Florida states, but right. Well, Fenway. I mean, you remember those wooden oh, seats at Fenway, yeah. the, the grandstands? Yep. Yeah. The bar. Yeah. And they had metal bars. Like it's not like I'd almost prefer it be open. Yeah. Like you were saying, a bench bleacher yeah. seats because at least then. I don't leave with bruises on both sides of my hips. Yeah, I think when you and I went to a few games, it was probably in the early 2000s. I probably only weighed 120 pounds, and I was uncomfortable as shit there. Like, yeah. and those, you didn't let yeah. you, you never let me put my arm around you. Either. It pissed me off every time. Come on, Duff. Stop trying to make moves. Where do I put this arm? So I'd have to do the fat guy thing where I'd like cross my arms and hold both of my elbows. Yeah, and then my shoulders fall asleep. Yeah, anytime you were, you know, you're sitting next to a fat guy on an airplane, he's holding his arms. In, you know, uh, but, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, uh, probably depends on the stadium and getting out there, but it is something to experience going to those different stadiums. And yeah. you know, now, now when my wife and I will go, it'll you know sometimes we're trying to we're trying to fit in different breweries that are in the area as well. So she books a concert once a month. What do you guys have coming up? Uh, yes, she always does. Uh, not, nothing too crazy on the docket. I mean, you, you know, you actually bought the tickets for Mark Norman at the Tampa theater. Yep. So that'll be cool. Yep. Never saw one there before. Never saw. I've never uh, been in there. Yeah. I've heard it's, I heard it's really cool. It's old school. Um, it looks beautiful. They redid it a few years ago. Yeah. They're doing, they're doing a lot of things in downtown Tampa. That's really kind of fitting in the old school. Actually, I have a cousin that's getting married next, uh, April at an old hotel that's down there. Yeah. They haven't fully renovated the hotel. But they renovated the bottom floor of it, which it looks like this is like a 1920s mob restaurant. But it, it's <laughs> it's just really cool looking, like to kind of almost go back in time. Yeah. That they refurbished it to look, you know, of the time when it was. I mean, Tampa was booming in the 1920s. So yeah, cigars everywhere. Eight eight hundred cigar factories. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 golden era. Yeah. Was it half a Tampa? Was the how do we the, bring that back? The golden years of cigar. Hey, cigar smoking seems to be getting kind of, it's been getting some traction it's, it's in the last few years. It's so. big time. You know why? And we've talked about this on the podcast before. Everybody lumps it in with fucking cigarettes mm -hmm. and vaping. It's different. It doesn't yeah. go in your lungs. It goes in your mouth. It's just yeah. smoke. It's like it those smells assholes. better. <laughs> yeah, it smells way better. Well, it doesn't smell fruity either like vapes. But no, 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 no. But again, that goes into your lungs and you're yeah. putting water vapor right. into. No, thank you. Um but with cigars, it's like the 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 wine people who take a sip of wine, taste it, and spit it out. Like that's mm -hmm. what cigar smoking is. Yep. You're tasting what the 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 blender of that cigar wanted, and you're blowing it back out. Nothing goes in. Nothing's consumed. Mm -hmm. Sure, is it good for your mouth over a long period of time? No. It depends on the volume you're smoking. I'm we're not smoking three cigars a day. I'm lucky if I do three cigars a week. You're so, lucky. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I'm just kidding. There were no, no. You're right. There were times where it was probably uh, six a week. Wow. Okay. You know, we would have. You know, we would sit down, and record a podcast, oh, and yeah. I'd have two. Yeah. You know, and have you know a couple more during the week. Mm -hmm. So five or yeah. six. This is the part of the year where I probably smoke a little bit more. It's beautiful. Being though. at you yeah. know, I go outside. I watch. I throw on the Bruins game and just will sit outside with a cigar and. Yeah, and new cigar bars are popping up everywhere mm -hmm. around here. I don't know if it's like this everywhere else, but. You know, there's the, a new one down on Clark Road. There's the new Corona Cigar in downtown Sarasota that opened up. That's 
huge and beautiful in mm-hmm. there. There's a fucking dress code certain times a day. Mm-hmm. Not, not all the time, but you know, yep. it's it's beautiful in there. So. I ended up going to, um, I went to the Bruins Lightning game a couple weeks ago, and we got lucky enough to get the, the good seats. I think I told you before, you know, uh, my uncle's got some pretty good seats there. And um, one of the clubs, they actually have a cigar bar. At really? The, at the top of, yeah, it's it kind of sits up pretty high, but... Um, yeah, you can pretty much watch a game from a cigar bar inside the stadium. So that's awesome. Let's do it. I haven't done that in um, probably ten years ago. I, I went. I got the opportunity to go to a game with somebody through work mm-hmm. that we went in there and smoked a cigar. But but it's an expensive way to hang out at the game. But still, just yeah. being in a stadium smoking a cigar, watching live hockey was it's a pretty badass kind of experience. So sounds it. Sounds it. I told you about when we were in Vegas trying to go to a cigar bar. And, uh, yeah, you weren't dressed to the nines. You look homeless, sir. <laughs> but anyway, so back to... Back to you looking homeless. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's get away from you looking homeless. <laughs> what do you, so you, you guys have uh, any concerts coming up besides... I know we have Mark Norman, but... Yeah, that w- we're looking forward to that. What's that? The uh, middle of January, which is cool. Yeah. Um, definitely got to find a time or two to head, up, head over to Side Splitters, but... Uh, I think all the comics that a lot of the comics we like have, have seemed to get getting bigger than side splitters now. So yeah, got to kind of expand a little bit um, or find some of the newer newer up and comers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the one thing we did recently, and Ben, previous guest on the podcast, he is a big fan of Riley Green, okay, country artist. So um, the closest he was coming to Tampa was in Savannah, and my wife has been Savannah. to Savannah once or twice. Yes, <laughs> that actually was pretty good. Molasses, <laughs> molasses coming out of you. Man. Are, we just, are we just quoting the office? Now? Yes. Okay. Uh, that was pretty good though. Uh, so yeah, we we um, I think at the end of February, bought tickets for him to play. I, I don't know where he's playing up there. We I Ben kind I let Ben kind of figure that out. Yeah. But so he's sitting on the tickets. He's sitting on the tickets. Should I do it? Should I not do it? Da-da-da. I mean, they have a, a two year old too, so it's a little different than um, right. you know. Joanna and I just leave him for a few days. Um, so finally pulls the trigger, gets tickets for Savannah. We got to start planning out the hotel thing. Mm-hmm. No more than a week later. It, it, and we all want to see Riley Green anyways. They announced the Strawberry Festival, which was like half an hour down the road. And Riley Green's on it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, come on. But uh, I, who knows? I think it's more of an outdoor type thing. Yeah. Um, I've never been there, but they've actually got some huge acts. Yeah. Um, the, from years and I think Taylor Swift played a couple of years like before she went absolutely crazy ape shit like with um <laughs> with her popularity not ape shit <laughs> mentally <laughs> yeah she's dating a chief yeah um, ape shit so but yeah that, so we're looking forward to that that'll be Savannah at the end of February but nothing too crazy she's always looking um you know Red Rocks she wants to make it back there oh, and, I'm sure you know she wanted to do um. We kind of promised each other that if uh, Hardy's playing anywhere, like a place we want to go, like let's do let's do an away game, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere. And we almost we almost started planning for Phoenix. Yeah. So there's a huge golf tournament there in February that Hardy's actually playing like the opening night for. Mm. So they actually, um, I think one of the greens, it's the 16th or 17th green. There, it's it's just crazy popular, like par three. That there's just stands all around it, and I think there's a, they put a stage there one night, and the night before the tournament they'll uh, 
they'll actually have a concert and Hardy was the one playing it. So that's fucking cool. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's just um, trying to get out to Phoenix on a Wednesday. Is, yeah, that's really gonna screw up a week. Sure. And we're trying to do uh, you know, we're trying to do Ireland next, you know, next year. So right. got to keep uh. There's a lot going on. Yeah, definitely a lot going on, but. <laughs> Yeah, if you let if you let Joanna's mind run wild with concerts, she'll find them. She'll get creative. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So gonna what about a, you? I was gonna say, what do you got going on? We're gonna have a busy weekend with that Mark Norman because that's a Friday night, and then I think Saturday we fly out to go to Mass. So <clears throat> we'll be up there for a few days, and then uh, I bought Tom Segura tickets. I think he's in May or something like that. You said he was Emily, or he's yeah, he's Emily. Um, I bought something else, but I can't say it right now. <laughs> I'll let you know. Yeah, it's pretty far out, so we'll yeah. have plenty of time to get there. But. We did. Uh, Nate Bargatze is coming next week, and we bought tickets, but because yeah. the because the massholes are coming down, I'm gonna kind of focus more on golf. And I'd love to see Nate, but yeah. it's crazy. To I also think. don't like the big. I don't like the big shows. I don't know about you. Have you seen like shows in? Yeah, we did comics come home every year, and that was always at Aganis at BU. That's like yeah, a that, ten thousand seat. That's ten thousand. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah, they play hockey games there and shit. I think. Yeah. So I mean, like, like I was thinking, like Emily, like the TD North Garden. I it's mean, like that's, it's, that's like seventeen. It's smaller than a, a, yeah. a normal like professional arena, but it's still big. That is big. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's different if it's a festival too. I can kind of, you know, get that out there. But I don't know. I w- Bill Burr was great at the, um, uh, the amphitheater. Mm-hmm. But I also don't. I think the other part of that is, I don't think they're all comedy fans either. You know what I mean? It's almost like too much of a group. Like, do you remember when he was like, "Hey, I got five minutes left. I'm trying to wrap up," and uh, you know, he still had five minutes worth of material. Yeah. But everybody got like half the people started to get up and leave, and I'm like, I don't know if you remember that. No. Oh, it was <laughs> it was pretty pronounced. Like it was like a, they want to beat the traffic rather than stay oh. for the whole set. So that that kind of turned me off for the big shows. Just like you, you know, <coughs> who cares? Just stay. Yeah, uh, and his last five minutes was golden. Like I mean, it was. And that's the uh, amphitheater that's too. That's still that's not an arena by yeah. any means. So yeah, imagine an arena show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I mean, I'll we'll, we'll I'll let you know how it goes with Tom Segura. We'll see how that is. You know, it's crazy to think Nate Bargatze's already playing an arena. He's got two shows yeah. same day. That's insane. Yeah, you said like a three o'clock and a seven or something like that. Yep, <clears throat> that's insane. And I think the reason, the only reason we got the three was because there wasn't tickets for the seven. <laughs> like so, <laughs> well, we had to go with all the old show, people. <laughs> and then they didn't have a second. Show. Okay, that's what. It was. Yeah, I wasn't part of the purchasing. Like, yeah, Justin and I booked him for Halligans in two thousand and twelve. But crazy, yeah. Some, you told that story. Out, yeah, you yeah. told that story. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, he was going to drive up from New York City for, you know, 800 bucks plus a hotel room. And now he's playing arenas where he's going to make, I don't even know. Flying private and playing arenas. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's going to make $800,000 that day. You know, if he only played Halligans, you know. (laughs) My goodness. Where where he would have been if he played Halligans, Dan? We probably would have set him back three years. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, shit. You got anything else though, coming up? Um, Just trying to get through besides, Christmas unscathed? Yeah, besides Christmas and Emma's cheer stuff, I, I got nothing. I don't know. 
We're going to get you out golfing. When's the last time you golfed? When we were in South Carolina in July. Okay. It was a thousand Ex- degrees. Expecting much. Two times. We play, I played twice there. Um, before that, I don't know. <laughs> so it's yeah. been a while. Haven't played much lately. We're looking forward to it. It'll be fun. It'll be yeah, fun. It'll be a good time. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. Enough with the man shit episode. <laughs>